sermon for parish communion, 31st of January, the presentation of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this tough time of our health and economic emergency, we are all in need of hope. We have the hope that vaccinations will give us a way out of the locking down of our social and family lives. May we hope for more, too that there will be a better way of life after this crisis, that we won't go back to the normal we had before the pandemic because that normal was not good enough. It was not good enough for too many people living in poverty, not good enough for the planet and our relationship with nature, not good enough for our health. Can we build back better? What is that hope to be founded on? For people of Christian faith, there is our hope that God is with us, our hope in the compassion and mercy of God, our faith in Jesus, in whom God lives within our human condition and carries us through it. We share a hope in the Holy Spirit within our own spirit, to sustain us through hard times. We remember, or the Church remembers for us, as we will do soon in the prayers for Ash Wednesday, that we are creatures. We are made from the stuff of the earth, dust to dust. And yet, we are called as witnesses to the undying hope that we are loved and treasured beyond imagining by God. This well-known story from the Gospel of Luke, the presentation of Christ in the temple, is a story in which we see hopes being fulfilled. It is also a reminder, as is the reading from the prophet Malachi we read first, that hope must be based also on truth. Hope which ignores the true situation we are in, which does not evaluate it in any way, or determine the values and the principles of future actions and who should carry them forward, that hope is just baseless optimism, which in the end will be dashed against the hard realities of the truth. The story of the presentation of Christ in the temple carries messages both of amazing hope and also of a truth painful to hear. Simeon the prophet led by the Holy Spirit, managed to locate the Holy Family and the Christ Child in the 35-acre complex of the Jerusalem Temple. Mary was carrying her precious baby and all the hopes a new mother has for her child's life. Simeon was a man pregnant with the message which had been revealed to him. He had been waiting all his life for this birth. He took the Christ child into his arms and delivered those words of both hope and truth. At last, he was seeing and holding the Saviour, not only of his own people, but of all people. Perhaps this was what the parents were so amazed about, 
Simeon reached for a universal vision, not often proclaimed, but nonetheless there in the earlier prophet Isaiah, a light for the whole of humanity. In this small bundle of baby lay hope for all people, for all time. And yet, after Simeon blessed the child, there were words of calamity. The truth of the situation could not be glossed over. He knew that this child who would bring glory to his people would also be the cause of division, a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and it would issue in pain. Simeon predicted the agony of this mother who would see her son killed. Not a hopeful outcome any parent would want to carry. It fell to Anna, also close to God, who had spent so many years in the temple in prayer, to conclude the episode with a revoicing of the note of hope. When she saw the Christ child, she praised God and added her affirmation of him as the one those who were looking for redemption could re rely upon. This child was the hope for the world, yet that message of hope was real only because it was based on the truth of the situation. This was the message of Luke's Gospel, good news, because God's new king had arrived in the world yet not a king as many hoped for. For this king, victory lay on the other side of suffering and pain, and not a king who would simply be tribal and for his own people. Instead, a king who would care for and look out for the people of every nation, not only his own. And naturally, some would oppose that truthfulness and generous compassion. The message of the Hebrew prophet Malachi was also one of facing truth as well as giving hope. This was, if you like, a message from the other side of a failed attempt to, bring, to build back better. It speaks of the Lord coming suddenly to his temple like a refining fire. Malachi comes right at the end of the Old Testament section of the Bible. We don't really know much about the author, and in fact, the word Malachi is just Hebrew for my messenger. The book dates from about 450 BC, the period after the Jews had returned from their exile in Babylon. The temple in Jerusalem had been rebuilt by this time. The main idea of Malachi is an important idea all through the Bible. The idea of covenant, the relationship, of commitment and faithfulness which is possible between God and humanity because of God's favour and grace towards his world and towards us. Malachi is concerned that even after God has allowed the Jews to return from exile and given them a new start, a real opportunity to build back better, the people are carry on carrying on violating their covenant with God Worship in the new temple is not being carried out with proper respect for God. People are bringing mangy old animals they don't want anyway as the offerings instead of the best ones. And on the acid test of their loyalty to God's laws, they are failing too. By the way, they treat the most vulnerable and weakest people, the hired workers, 
the widows and orphans and foreigners. These people are being pushed aside. The, the community has forgotten its obligations to God's law of justice and mercy. They are spurning God's graciousness, forgetting to whom they owe their very life and well-being and living as if they had no need of God. Malachi knows why the people are behaving like this. After their exile, the high hopes of the return were not being met. There were problems with the people of Judea who had not gone into exile and had intermingled with Samaritans and other groups who were seen to have lost their Jewish identity. The people were still really under the sway of foreign kings. The promises of the old prophets did not appear to be about to be fulfilled. People were disillusioned and despairing. They were wearing God out with their complaints. Why are the wicked getting away with it? Where is God now? Where is the justice in this situation? So they were giving up on God. Both their worship and their community morality was being affected. So Malachi tells the people about a day when God or his representative will come to them quite suddenly. That is a message of hope for the future. God will not forget them forever, but it is also a warning that they will be faced with the painful truth too. Their failures will be shown up. It will be as painful a process as the image of the refining fire indicates. When God comes, he will put right all the wrongs Israel is experiencing. His justice will not be partial. They too will be judged for their wrongs. The judgment is necessary if wrongs are to be identified in order to be put right. If the people who have perpetrated these wrongs are to be prevented from continuing them, then their attitudes and actions must be challenged and their power to do further wrong removed. The message of the Gospels is that God inaugurated a yet more all-embracing covenant with us through the coming of Jesus. It is a new relationship of God's commitment to all people, the whole world. It is a relationship which through Christ offers a complete reconciliation of the world to God. But that reconciliation was not one without the suffering and death of Jesus. For all the love and light Jesus shone into the world, he was opposed and destroyed. It turns out that his light was too bright. His light revealed and exposed the self-serving hypocrisy and lies, the lust for power and contempt for the mass of the people of the leaders of his day. His love for his neighbour warmed the poor, but burned with shame the callous who ignored them. It too was a refiner's fire. Clearly, the presentation of Christ in the temple is told by Luke for more than sentimental reasons, a nice story of Jesus when he was a baby. It alerts us to the struggle and sacrifice of Jesus, made for the sake of human freedom. It alerts us to the need for hope to be based on a truthful judgment of the situation. Simeon told the truth. He warned the struggle Christ had to endure. But also, he and Anna praised God for the hope and the victory to come. 
We know the final note of the gospel story is one of hope. Christ's victory in the resurrection, which by faith we share. This is our sustaining hope as we live now in the world as we meet it. In these difficult times, we need to pray, to be in solidarity with all of those who are now entering into the struggle which Christ shares, whether or not they acknowledge Christ with, it, with or within them, those who are being the light and sharing the love in the face of struggles and setbacks, and in some cases downright opposition, for the sake of those who need protection, for the sake of the weak, the sick, the vulnerable and the poor. Pray for our health and care workers, for all those who are struggling to do the right thing, for parents who are doing all they can to keep their children happy, safe and cared for when resources and time and energy are so stretched right now. For all those reaching out a hand of help and let us also reach out that hand where we can and when we are in the middle of struggle ourselves to keep on reaching for and remembering Jesus, God with us. Amen.